<laughs> Welcome back to another week of Long Overdue Podcast. I'm your host, R.E. Boy, Big Stern, C. Stern, whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Official, like a referee whistle. Tony, Tony Simon, for y'all don't that don't know me. Tall Cash, Slick and Slide, the go-to guy. You know, T-Slow, universally known, good type shit. So, uh, straight like that. Uh, I'm going in uh, b train Pran. I'm guessing ain't nobody got the docket out. I'm trying to look it up right now. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out who's going to, uh, you know, spark this off as far as the docket, uh, first docket topic, and, and we kind of go from there. You know, y'all been y'all y'all been enjoying y'all weekend. Yeah, I got some free food. That's always good. Another weekend, you know. Yes. Another weekend. We we above on this side of the this side of the dirt, and on this side of the wall. So blessed and highly favored. I know that's right. It's black and highly favored. I love every minute of it. Right, every right, right on. So, I so I assume that since we had the uh, the Bobby Brown intro, the first thing we're gonna get into this week is uh, the uh, Key Sweat versus Bobby Brown versus. Uh, okay. Uh, T Slow, what you think? You know, in your opinion, did you have a chance to check the verses out? First of all, um, honestly, I'm gonna be totally transparent. I didn't really get to watch much of it, um, you know, because I was busy, you know, get to the bag. I ain't really had time to uh, fully look at it. I heard different reviews about it and people speaking about it. As far as I know, like for the majority of the people that saw it, they saying that, you know, Bobby got cooked rotisserie style, you know, um, <laughs> in, in, in a sense. So, you know, and you know them. You know them dudes. They season, man. They season in the game. You know they don't. They don't. You know they don't get out the blocks like they used to. You know back in the day, in the you know the you know eighties, early nineties. You know what I'm saying. So it was just kind of watching, like kind of watching two uncles. You know what I'm saying. Go at it on stage. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I saw a little, but like I said, I didn't see the whole thing. I did see a little bit of it. So, um, so yeah. I guess just give me an idea of what it was. Like, was it entertaining? Did they? I well, mean, they do. I caught. Song. I caught the. I caught the last fifteen minutes of it live. And okay. after watching the last fifteen live minutes, I went back and watched it from the beginning. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, I, in my honest opinion, I, I when I first heard this was going to be a versus, I didn't think it was a good matchup because Bobby had such a tumultuous career. You know what I'm saying? For for one, it was a versus of just of him versus uh, uh, Keith. And the very, I say, a majority of Bobby's career, he was in a group, so they wouldn't let him do the. They, they no, he he did one new edition song, Mr. Telephone Man, and Keith was like, "Hey, you know what I'm saying? You cheating? <laughs> that, 
This not do addition versus Keith Sweat. This Bobby Brown. So mm-hmm. I knew that Bobby was going to be at a disadvantage. Bobby had maybe more commercial hits than Keith. Yeah. But as far as a bigger hit of a bigger audience, but Keith had the longevity over Bobby. Like, oh, yeah. You know, Bobby was Bobby was the, if you remember the about the, the, the rabbit and the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the hair and the, the hair and the, and the tortoise. Bobby yeah. was the hair. Bobby jumped out there fast. You know what I'm saying? His first solo album, he only had one hit off of it. I think it was Girlfriend. That was at the New Edition. First kicked him out the group. Buddy backdoored it with Don't Be Cruel, which is like one of the biggest albums of yeah, uh, all time. Uh, he had like mm-hmm. what, like three number ones off that album. Right. Uh, Every little step I take, my prerogative, uh, Don't Be Cruel. So. Bobby smashed him with that one. And then on top of that, he had the uh, Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack in his back pocket. So, Which is unbeatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bobby had the commercial hits. But Keith got the longevity, man. Keith had, like, I ain't, you, ain't, you ain't went to Nan Party and they, you know what I'm saying, or Nobody Cookout and they jamming the Bobby, you know what I'm saying? They jamming the Bobby hits, you know what I'm saying? Not not right. my folks anyway. Mm-hmm. I grew up on listening to a lot of a goddamn Keith Sweat. Didn't have no choice. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But just the fact that Keith was, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, he been in the mix that long. He's and he's still fairly relevant. So, you know, you can put it you put a Keith Sweat song on at any club, even you know what I'm saying, this age group, they're gonna recognize that song and you know what I'm saying, gonna get a reaction. So I didn't feel like it was a good matchup to begin with, but what I liked about the verses, they they both enjoyed each other's music. Bobby was singing along on Keith's song. Keith was singing along on Bobby's song. And Bobby was... And one thing I can't say about Bobby, more of a performer than Keith was. A little watch right now. You know what I'm saying? We don't give a pass. We this for shit. Uh, uh, but if you just made hey, compare them. The Bobby Brown show probably gonna be a lot more than Keith Sweat. Yeah. We already know Keith Sweat got one dance move, and he gonna speed that motherfucker up according to the song. He can slow, <laughs> yeah, slow it down, and I know y'all can't get the visual, but if you just in your mind, just think about Keith Sweat. He got that one dance move. He can slow it yeah. down to "I Give All My Love to You," and then he can speed that motherfucker up to uh, "Don't Stop Your Love." So. You know what I'm saying? That's all Keith gonna give you on the performance side. Yeah, and he yeah, just stands yeah. in there and like kind of two step and be hitting, you know, and hitting a little, you know. Yeah, he got that two step. He, he, you know what I'm saying? That motherfucker just got two speeds. Yeah, yeah. And that that pel that pelvis roll, whatever they yeah. call it. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's what that nigga be doing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Bob, Bobby's a show. Bobby know how to, you know what I'm saying? Bobby's going even even in his old age on the verses, Bobby was still out there trying to get his groove on a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He he looked a little drunk. But mm-hmm. him and Keith, him actually him and Keith both look a little glossy. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> that looked like the brown had been flowing, but overall it was a good experience. I will say okay. though that Keith okay. just if you had to if you had to pick a winner, I would say Keith Sweat won. Okay. Okay, I see. I'm gonna have to definitely go back and watch the whole entire thing. Um, I just caught like a little small clip of it, and you know, I was like, oh, they, you know, they kind of 
going back and forth or whatever, you know, it just it just seemed it, it was appealing, you know, for that little moment that I watched it. But I didn't go back and watch the whole entire thing. So I'm gonna have to really go back and dive in and, you know, kind of see, you know, what happened and then just develop my personal opinion. But but I mean I appreciate you just, you know, clearing it up and, you know, actually declaring who you thought was a winner. You know how a lot of a lot of people be like, I don't know who I can't decide who won, you know. You know, at least yeah, you decide man, who just, who's a winner. Just the sheer amount of, of, of songs that people will be like, Oh, you know, that's my jam. Key got them. That's what I go off of on the versus battles. How many songs of yours you got that when they put your song on, people gonna be like, "Oh shit," you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's my song right there. You know? Yeah. All right. So, which direction y'all want to go through? Y'all want to go to the shit Scotty Pippen said about Phil Jackson, or do y'all want to? I can't even say it. Thigh stop. First, which one do y'all want to do? Um, we can talk about the uh Phil Jackson uh, uh Scotty Pip- Pippen uh situation. Um, I'll I honestly uh, what is the context like? So, what did what exactly did Scotty Pippen say? Like, or is this just like one of those? Things that somebody just asked him a question and it was just kind of a real quick, you know, reaction. He just said he's a racist and and then that was it. I didn't. Um, so, I'm, Corey, did you happen to see uh, oh, like the context I, I, of I what he said? The context that in the interview when Scotty made the comment was that a undercover racist, like. He's not. He, he's not the old. He's the sneaky racist. Like he said that. Also, if you remember back, uh, it was during the time frame when Jordan was in in between the first retirement and returning. That okay. A, okay. So, Scotty basically took over as leader of that team, right? And even mm-hmm. with MJ, and see, this is another thing. A lot of MJ fans don't like to admit this. Even when Jordan retired the first time. Scotty took the Bulls back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh yeah, yeah, he sure did. Sure did. I so, know that. But they got into it. They got game situation during the playoffs, and instead of calling for Scotty to get the ball, Hello? Phil, Phil Jackson drew up a play for Tony Kuko. and Scotty felt disrespected, and he felt like just the way that Phil uh, kind of. Operated with Kukoc and baby that he felt like it was a racist thing. He and he said if you look at the book that Phil wrote about Kobe, Kobe's like you know what I'm saying. Kobe's in the top three goat conversation. You know Phil wrote the book about Kobe saying all these bad things, and um, and then he also had comments about Shaq when Shaq left LA, and Scotty's like the only the only black star that Phil has not had a negative comment about was Michael Jordan is because he knows he just knows Michael Jordan is not gonna fly. And like he he, yeah. he basically knows that you know Michael just carried too much weight for him to get a shot in at Mike. Okay. But and, he, and so the way it came out man it I feel like Scotty shouldn't have made the comment without having more of a direct evidence. I wasn't there. 
and I don't like to tell people how they felt is not right because even if Phil in his defense himself and say I'm not racist, we don't know the way he came at Scotty or the way he interacted. We wasn't there that might have made Scotty feel like Phil was racist, you know. Yeah. So and so it came off kind of dry. It came off like Scotty was bitter. But at the same time, we got to think, this man just buried his oldest son. You know? Right. Son, his wife now is around here passing herself around between rappers, ruining his last name. That's the only claim to fame she got. Is being married to Scotty Pippen. So, you know what I'm saying? He's getting a He just buried his son. He reminds me of the way the, the state of mind that Scotty's in right now reminds me of uh Tamika Rice. And I don't know if you know who Tamika Rice is. That's Tamir Rice's mother. And if, right. if, if people who are not clear on who Tamir Rice is, he's an African American kid, 11, 12 years old, in the park playing with a toy gun. Police pull up, shoot him dead within 10 seconds on the scene. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, murdered basically by the police. And Correct. no just no charges. So Tamika right now is on the war path because now that the, the Black Lives movement has taken off and all of these people like Sean King and these different civil rights people have used her son and she basically is attacking all of them saying that they're, you know what I'm saying, they're using her son and just trying to make money and nobody's doing really anything. And like, she, like Every single positive person that's reached out to her, she's attacked them in the media. But you can tell by the way she's talking, she's coming from a place of hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's just hurt that she's still, you know, bitter about what happened to her son. She's not getting any justice. And she felt like her son got ignored until all this other stuff came up. Like, so she's attacked Sean King. Man, she's attacked all of the, the prominent black people that have tried to stand up for her son and saying that she didn't ask them to do it. And that they all just clout chasers and this and that without any basis to her claims, you know. Yeah, so, just so we won't get chewed up in the comments, her name's Samiria Rice. Yes, yes, that's right, Samiria Rice. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I think one of the lawyers that she had a problem with was named Tamika. Okay, so yeah. I know Tamika Mallory. Yeah, uh, that's what it was. Tamika. She attacked Tamika Mallory in the in the media. And yeah. Tamika, like, it, it really came off like she was just, like, bitter, but you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, even though her, her claim seemed that I feel like it's true, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, uh but that's that's just don't have a lot of credibility right now. That's for him to make a bold claim, claim like that, and nobody else has really said that before about Phil Jackson. It didn't really take well. But in Scotty defense, also, another uh, NBA player also said that they've heard things like that before about Phil Jackson. Uh, I believe it was, um, who was it? I don't have the source right in front of me, but I remember it was somebody else who's retired. I, Robert Horry, I believe, which Robert Horry played on the Lakers when Phil Jackson was the coach. He didn't say that. He thinks Phil was racist, but you know what I'm saying? He said there's been situations that might give people that that you know that impression that Phil might have some, you know, yeah. tendency. So I, I can't 
the way off base. I just think that the way it was presented, he did it in the interview, it didn't go off well. Yeah, I'll say that it was a long time before people knew Mike was an asshole and he would had all eyes on him before people started saying he was an asshole and confirming it. Yeah. It wouldn't be nothing for Phil to hide that shit. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Um I I feel like that, you know, if you're gonna make those claims, um you you definitely gotta have either some people that's seen what you've seen or experienced what you've experienced to kind of to kind of champion that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, just because you experienced that, I mean, I'm not saying that he's so I'm not saying that he's lying. And then I'm yeah. not saying that he's not, you know that he's telling the truth. But what I'm saying is that, you know, you just have to have that balance. I mean, especially with somebody that that has that type of status. Everybody yeah. knows Phil Jackson as being like, you know, just basketball coaching God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he he's like the up like the creme de la creme is like it's it's him and then it's maybe probably one coach under him, you know, you could throw Bobby Knight under there or some of the college college coaches, you know what I'm saying? But, like, everybody knows Phil Jackson as being, you know, this great figure, you know, for, you know, coaching black men up to be champions, you know what I'm saying? So now you're putting it out there saying, oh, okay, well, he's a um, undercover racist. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we might. We don't know. We might interact with undercover races every time we go to work, or when we, you know, what I'm saying, um, depending on what we have going on, we might interact with them all the time and never know it, and they'll put on a facade that they, you know, are with us when, and then when they're when they're at home, we all types of niggers and stuff like that. You get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So we never really know exactly. I mean, unless you're gonna get like actual actual audio like when they got rid of the uh, owner for the Clippers uh, a couple of years back. Can't, re- can't remember his name. It's been so long ago. But um, when you have actual audio and then you have somebody else, which is his, which was his wife coming out basically saying hey, he said this um, in personal conversations about black men and about the black men that's on his team. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. that's a whole different situation to just one person, one individual just saying this about this one man. So, I mean, I feel like there needs to be a little bit more concrete evidence. It needs to be something that, you know, he should have had better legs to stand on um, before coming out and making that comment. I understand that he's hurt, you know, by losing his son and and all of these different things, but you got to really be careful because, you know, social media is undefeated, man, and they'll chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. You know, they're chewing it up and spitting out. Thigh stop. <laughs> what are y'all smoking? Thigh stop. Look at look at your boy going right, helping going right to that segue. You see how I did that? <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm cold with this. All right. Some, anyway, give me some props, man. Um, virtual uh, how, the board. How I feel about thigh stop? Thigh stop. Um, my first question is this: mm, What the fuck happened to the wings? We got a wing um, shortage right now. Nigga, well, like, like, wing shortage is real. Like, if you go into the grocery, 
And if you do, they so small, they don't look like they came off a chicken. They look like they came off of like a pigeon or something, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. the wing shortage is real. Yeah, last time I went to uh, Brookshire's, I wanted a wing and a leg, and they said we all out of wings. I was like, these niggas weren't lying about their wings. Yeah, the wing shortage is real. Very. Very. I don't know about that because, nigga, I done went the other week. I went to Louisiana's Fried Chicken, nigga, and I got me five wings for seven dollars. Yeah, that's place you can still get wings, but like the, the I'm tell, there is a short the the shortage is real. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So yeah. basically, it's a it's a nationwide shortage on um on chicken wings. And basically, what happened was drumettes, and flats. So it's a it's yeah. a nationwide shortage on drumettes and flats. Yeah, okay. not the not the whole wings, but like you know, uh, you, you got a better chance of getting some hope. But even with the whole wings, the prices are skyrocketing. Like you, you right. get a, you, like you can go get a pack of raw. Whole wings in the grocery store. You probably get ten or twelve in the pack. It's gonna run you ten bucks. Uh, my mm-hmm. wife personally went to the grocery store, Walmart. We'll go ahead and say that. Went to Walmart. They're local. They're uh, I'm one of the major supply, major grocery store chains. And a pack of regular family pack of wings was no longer. T- uh, actually, I think it was like sixteen dollars a chain. Mm. Oh wow, that's that's yeah. that's extremely expensive. So yeah. let me ask this question: Has anybody went to try the lemon pepper thighs yet? I uh, need com- I need confirmation if they hit or not. Now, if they hit, I'm gonna go get some tonight when we get through this yeah. podcast. Now, I would like for you to do that so you can come back next week and tell us about it, but. My reviews that I've heard were not, so were, were not good. Not good. I saw them and they were they were the way he said that the the wings that you can get now looking like pigeon wings. That's what the thighs they look like pigeon thighs. They were very small, nothing like the thighs you were used to. Um, very disappointing thighs. <laughs> um, I have not personally tasted any, and all Maybe. the comments that I saw. Uh, were I had one person saw it and said that she had the thighs and they were good. Everybody else were trashing them, but the thing about it is, most of the comments of people who were trashing them hadn't even tried them yet. They were just like, Why would I come buy some thighs from y'all and y'all have a hard time getting the drumettes and flats all the way cooked? Hell yeah, so why would I come get a thigh? For y'all barely cook your wings enough. Why would I come get a lemon pepper thigh with a side of salmonella? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I agree that 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 that's, that makes a lot of sense. Um, the thigh has got to be the stepchild of the chicken. Like the thigh has got mm-hmm. to be the most least popular piece of the chicken on the whole bird. Uh, I'm not gonna say that because a lot of times, depending on how you cook thighs, uh, you know whether you put them with some type of sauce or you cook them. And you can make them like real tender, you know what I'm saying? And like, and like a lot of people like that dark meat. Sometimes white meat has a tendency to get dry faster. So a lot of people like migrate to that dark meat. People like, you know, certain people like chicken thighs. Oh, yeah. And depending oh, on what type that. of meal you're I'm not getting. saying that people don't like yeah. it. Chicken is chicken is still popular. Chicken is universal. 
it's hard to find a culture that don't fuck with chicken. So right, uh, yeah, we I all agree. love chicken. We love the thighs, the breasts, the wings, the legs, all of that. But if you make us pick from those pieces, I believe that the thigh is going to be at the bottom of that chain. <laughs> but no, nah, what is, what he's saying is it is people who prefer thighs. It ain't many. Yeah, but yeah, I do no, know yeah, the people that thigh is their favorite piece of chicken. So. Like, right. I, I, if I'm gonna eat the th- like, my favorite way to have the thigh is gonna be off of the barbecue pit. Like, if you give me a leg quarter that's been smoked on the pit with the thigh and leg, you know that. Hey, that hey, I'm all about that. I had one of those earlier. Right. Uh, if you go, or if I'm eating baked chicken, because you know, of course, when you're baking chicken, it's all the you, like you said, the the thigh, the dark meat is gonna tend to be a little bit more moister than the, mm-hmm. than the bread. So that's always a good piece to eat if it's baked. But when it comes come to fried fried chicken, probably wings is gonna be at the bottom of the list for me. That's just my personal, my personal preference. Yeah. Okay. Um right, so y'all heard about this shit with uh Jay-Z selling the reasonable doubt e- NFT and then you know Dame Dash was trying to sell them up thing. And uh what y'all think about it? Um I got a, a, a snippet of it. I kind of need more context on what's going on because so the Reasonable Doubt album does Dane <laughs> did Jay Z and Dane share those masters or what? Okay, so yeah, it's, it's the NFT, and NFT is kind of like a virtual baseball card or a virtual album cover or something like that. And there can only be one original. Like baseball cards, there's usually several of those, you know. NFTs, there's only going to be one original. Yeah. And so they made it into NFT, which is something that's really, really popular right now. A lot of people are doing it um, with artwork and different stuff like that. So they made special artwork and then the original artwork. And then I believe you get the master's. And all of that wrapped into a virtual digital packaging. So you get all of that. And it's yours. You're the only person who owns the original. Um, Dame Dash, I saw him in an interview. He was saying that he owns a third of Rockefeller or something like that. And through this deal of him selling that NFT, they both joint own it. But he was trying to sell his portion of it that they're making it seem like he was trying to sell the whole thing, but he was just trying to sell his share of what he owned of the company and that album and all of that. So then Jay-Z turns around and sells. I I don't really understand exactly what happened with that, but he sells whatever portions that he owns of it. And it blocks Damon Dash from being able to do what he was trying to do to make X amount of millions of dollars that he was trying to make out of her. Did that kind of answer the question you were trying to ask? Yeah, so, yeah. man, that sounds like a pretty, um, you know, that relationship between them two has been real tumultuous anyway. Yeah. So that just kind of seems like it's par for the course with them. <laughs> it's something interesting about, about that too, man, and that relationship and dynamic, and it's something that, uh, that I remember watching an interview with Benny Siegel um, and he was just talking about people or rappers or 
dudes in the industry that are really gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Like really live by that G code. Really, you know, you know, can really take it there. So they asked him, um, "Is Jay Z a gangster?" And he said, "He said, yeah, Jay a gangster." He said, um, "In the boardroom, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, when it comes to business, he gangster." You get what I'm saying? So by you just saying that now, I that that definitely resonated with me because it's like, dang, man, like Jay really <laughs> Jay really don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay has no remorse or no type of empathy for you know any of that situation dealing with Rock with that with that part of their relationship or history at, at all. And it's funny, it's like, dang, man, you know, y'all really came in the game together and rocked together and, you know, and really created something that's that's considered timeless, you know, a timeless thing that's going to be remembered for generations to come. You know what I'm saying? But even with that, like, sometimes relationships and things dealing with money or underlying things can you know, be a problem. And I'm not speaking on, I'm not speaking on a situation because I don't know their situation, but I can just only go off of things that you've seen and, you know, in the media, um, you know, certain interviews and things that's been said. It seems like a lot of people say that, that Dame is sometimes hard to work with. Like he's not really a cooperative person. The, from what I understand, and this is I've, I've I've listened to interviews from different people that were close to that situation, where they explain where the disconnect came in and what basically was the end of Rockefeller. And there's a there was a couple key factors that happened that started the downfall. Okay, first, Jay, you know Jay is from Brooklyn, right? Jay is from Harlem, Harlem, yeah. So mm-hmm. they, you know, what I'm saying. They they knew of each other, but Dame was, you know what I'm saying? Like he was a Harlem cat, Jay-Z's a Brooklyn cat. We know Jay-Z started off with Jazz O, and Jazz O decided that he no longer wanted to do hip hop. And right. so um Dame saw something in Jay that he felt like that he could capitalize on. And he always knew Jay was a, a nigga to get money. Like he was a nigga that was a hustler. That he could get money either rap, he could get money rap, or he could get money out the street. Oh yeah, 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 no so doubt. He, he connected with Jay, and they, of course, them and uh, the other dude, Big. They came up with this idea to start Rockefeller or whatever, you know. And Jay was going to be the first artist, and you know, but he was, you know, he had he had status in the company or whatever. They it was basically was if you remember. I'm gonna take it back to Julius Caesar on you. This is how deep I'm gonna go with you. You know what I'm saying? Showing you my ed- my education level. If you remember in Julius Caesar, when they killed Caesar, they couldn't determine who was gonna run Rome, but they knew they all they all had one thing in common that they wanted to get revenge for the motherfucker sucking Caesar off. So they had to triumph it. Remember, it was Marcus mm-hmm. Antony, right? Yeah, Augustus Caesar, Caesar's nephew, and this other cat who really didn't matter. That's big. Big is the other cat who really didn't matter. But Augustus Augustus is Jay-Z and Mark Anthony is basically Dan. You know what I'm saying? 
So, gotcha. okay, so they 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 established Rockefeller like they start building Jay up, and you know we know how that part go. But where we get to where the downfall happened. So the first thing that struck a nerve was Dame bringing on the diplomat, the Harlem Cats. Right. He brought up because Cam is already, you know, Cam had started out fucking with Mace, and he got a little buzz fucking with Mace. They because he's they do each other from the hood, they from the same hood. Cam tells the story on Drink Chasers. It's very very interesting interview. I suggest and shout out Drink Drink Chasers. That's one of my Drink, drink Champs. Drink Champs. Yeah, drink Champs. Nori, drink you know what I'm saying? DJ, uh, what's the name? I can't think of his name right now. Check them boys out. If you get a chance, go check out that interview with Cam. He tells the whole story of. What initially caused some of the friction between Jay and Dane was when they came into the Rockefeller camp because they had all the other cats that was already there in Rockefeller. Yeah, Beans. Yeah. Um, yep. PD Crack was somewhat affiliated, but he wasn't all the way in with him yet. And mm-hmm. PD Crack tells the story too, but you got to check him out on his interview. But uh, okay. so. Here, here come here come Cam and the and the diplomats. He got Jewels. He got uh Jim Jones, Freaky Z, you know, the the team. So right, they, they first get on, on they first get on at Rockefeller. Rockefeller has an office uh in New York. And the first day that Cam gets there, Cam parks in Jay Z's parking spot. Hold on, man. Hold on. Let's rewind it back a little bit because we cannot talk about the whole Rockefeller story. <laughs> we okay, yeah, got you. So just to cut it short and to give y'all some context of where you can go and do your research and see, I'm gonna just go to the main point. The thing with Jay Z and Day, one one of the key things that caused some of the friction between them was, of course, bringing in the diplomats. The other key thing was Jay Z becoming president of Def Jam. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, and, gotcha. he, and he didn't tell Dane that he was going to take that job. Mm-hmm. So since then, that you know, so that's where the friction started. But we, everything else is, you know, out there for people to go check out, and I suggest they do it because it's an interesting story. You know what I'm saying? It's a very interesting story. Right. But yeah, but not just to keep it on subject. That's I, you know, so I think that just kind of speaks volumes of their relationship and why this deal with the NFT went down the way it did. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, 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 that's right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Real quick, I'll, I'll chime in real quick. I'm, I'm not going to be long. Um, I, I'm, and, and all of that is definitely factual information, and you can get all of that information. Is basically everything is public public record. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you can go to all those different interviews. Cam interview, PD Crack interview, check all of that stuff out. I mean, and all and all of that is good. And you know, you know, they got a little movie called The Dynasty when they explain, you know, a bunch of that stuff about that, you know, and everything like that. It's kind of corny, but they got a movie like that. So my thing about it is this, and I, I'm just talking about, I'm just speaking about what we've seen as far as what people say about Jay Z's character. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as him giving a damn about, you know, certain situations when it comes to money and about past relationships, especially when it comes to that relationship in particular with him, him and Dane, 
Um, I mean, publicly, you know, it's never it's nothing between them. Like, you know, they they don't, you know, interact with each other. They don't speak at all. Um, that that relationship is extremely toxic. If it was a relationship to even, you know, put in a position to 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 save, it's not even a relationship to save at this point. Like it's fucking done. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and so Jay probably looking at it like, man, I mean, I don't owe this nigga nothing. Like you know what I'm exactly. saying? I was the I was the rapper turned. You know, turn entrepreneur, turn. You know what I'm saying? And, and he the one that started to realize that. Hey, I mean, I don't need this nigga to walk in these boardrooms and and sit at these tables and cut these deals for me. I can I can organize and, and get my own team of lawyers and, and cut my deals for myself. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you definitely hit a point right there because Jay is known as a shrewd businessman, and in his mind, none of the moves he made was personal against Dane. It's just good business. It was all good business, and um, Dame was hard. Dame had a had a reputation for being hard to deal with, and it got to a point where people realized that Jake was easier to deal with than Dame. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And Mim Bleak says that Bleak says that you know he's Jay Z man. You know everybody knows Jay Z and Bleak is tight. But Bleak, oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Also, you know, he's, the Marcy he's Projects, man. Yeah. They go always. That's Marcy Projects, man. They go yeah. always. He said he worked with Dame real tough. He said, but it's always warning before destruction. He said, and he tried to warn Dame. Mm. He was like, hey, you need to, you need to reel it in a little bit, you know. But hey, you know, like 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 Roy said, we love the story. But that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's an interesting, you know, turn of events. But uh, it's to be, you know, it just seems like it's to be expected between them. But it's like it's like in the forty eight laws of power, right? It's a little part in there uh, that says uh, never try to outshine the master. You know what I'm saying? I think that Dame, even though he wanted to play the background, I think that he wanted to still be boss of it all. When Jay Z is not the nigga that you can boss, he is the boss. You know what I'm saying? He is that figure. Like he is like. You know, he's a he's above you in this arena. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, you make moves and, and did a lot of stuff for this, but like at the end of the day, like at that time, you cut the head off of Jay-Z. You you cut the head off the whole Rockefeller. Like, I mean, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Because like he was the leading force and the front runner of that whole entire movement. So I, you know, I just don't see how, you know, it's just, you know, I don't understand why Dame would be surprised that Jay would, Jay would do something like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just my point. But, but I digress, man. Let's let's move on. Yeah. All right. Um, September first, Texas open carry law goes into effect. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Um, what you think about that, Corey? Um, I'm not really seeing, you know, uh, I know what it's all really propaganda. It's all, you know, that the Republicans are trying to get their base stirred up to come out and take back the Senate and the House in the midterm elections is coming up. So one of the big 
myths that they always throw out about Democrats is that Democrats are anti-gun and that Democrats want to take everybody's guns away, even though they swore up and down when Obama went into office that everybody was going to turn in their guns. And it's more guns on the street now than it ever was. Yeah, basically. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's not really a big change for us because we are just Texas. Uh, You know, everybody told a pistol. The people, right. who should, the people who shouldn't be told them, told them. So, to me, it really just uh, gives you a less of a convenience because when you got the license, when you go to other states that are not open carry, they honor the Texas license. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Now you, so now you don't have the license anymore, so you have to be aware of where, what state you're traveling in if you're talking your heat. Which the way the world is set up every, now, you need to be toted it everywhere. Yeah, so, yeah, personally, true. I would if I have the license, I would keep it, even though they don't. I don't think they stop you from getting it. I think it's just not required anymore. Okay, so so, so would, you can so you can get a get because um you can get licenses, yeah, mm. yeah, because uh, uh, Louisiana Louisiana uh, honors the Texas license, Alabama does, Mississippi does, Georgia does. You know, mm-hmm. so Alabama all, and Georgia are already open carry. Uh, yeah, exactly. They are. Yeah, they are. are oh, Alabama and Georgia is open carry now, also. Yeah, well, oh, I mean, I would be yeah. with their guns out. I, I would hope it's open carry because I mean, when you well, see somebody is in the it open carry or is it open carry? But you still got to have a license. See, the difference is, man, Texas, dog, hey, dog. I was in the grocery store and this nigga had his drawers showing and a pistol at the same time out of his ass. Yeah, some of the shit I've seen, I'm pretty sure it's got to be open carry. It can't just be these. They ain't got no license. <laughs> well, because Texas is already open carry. No the, but the only thing just... he had on I'm talking several times, like in the gas station. It's like as many people as I see with their guns out on their hip like that, they ain't all got license. And yeah. if you see, if you know what I'm talking about, like I'm not trying to stereotype, but yeah, they they not they nah. Right. Well, for one, because you know if they had the license, they had took a class, they would know that not to be carrying a gun like that. But not because because you don't you don't want to shoot yourself in the ass. That's why you don't carry a gun like that. So, yeah, that's a great thing. Thanks, thanks. I mean, I had a guy, I had a guy come in um in my job um. And when he came in, they had to they had to announce, hey, you know, let me know, hey, you know, um, he has his pistol on him, he has his license for open carry, go ahead and let him back, you know what I'm saying? And and you know, I know went ahead and did that, you know, he put his pulled his gun out and put it on the table and you know, we you know, I took care of my business and got him on out of there. But it's you know, it's just interesting that, you know, we see so much of that now. It's like, you know, it's is getting you know it's it's really normal in the more southern states like you know everybody packing, everybody is um you know protecting themselves because you know anything can jump off at any given time. Um, it's just, I mean, but you know the the free open carry and then you don't have to have a license. Um, I just feel like it's gonna put more guns on the street. You know what I'm saying? I mean, especially uh. You know, in certain hoods and certain projects and certain stuff like that, and you ain't gotta have no license either, and you can just ride like that. I mean, I think I think that it uh, I think it's still gonna be a problem. Like, let's look at it from an aspect of like 
people going to jail for, you know, having their guns, you know what I'm saying? Uh, stuff like that that don't have a license or whatever. So, like, um, will people of minority, you know, sent whatever like that, will they still be, you know, getting harassed by the police, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, if they have their gun on them? And they don't have a license in, in Texas. Like I don't. I, I'm just. I'm just curious to see how this is going to play out as far as those type of you know because they they want to try to catch you with a legal pistol. They want to try to catch you with a, some type of firearm that's not registered. Like that's their thing. That's how you know a lot of these uh, departments and stuff make their money. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, I will say this: if you that uh, most all like pretty much the police union. And all of the police groups have came out not in favor for this law. For this, they are not. They don't. They don't want it. Of course, it's not in favor because they don't. They don't hit their quotas. They don't hit their numbers. Well, uh, no, it's not. Well, their thing for, is is now. Their thing is is now. More people are going to be carrying who are not trained. Right, and more people. So the license, the license, like there's a lot of people that just didn't. Carry a gun because they didn't just want to go through the process of getting the license. Right, now that you're taking that—that's one step away that you've taken. That now people are just like, well, I can go to the store as long as I don't have a felony. I can go down the academy, buy me a Glock, and carry it on my hip. I ain't never been trained to shoot. I ain't never been trained how to safely holster it, safely handle this 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 uh, gun. And now these people are out in the public, and you have a police force that's already. There, there's a there's a spike in violence right now, and they're already they're already scared because they see now that they're being scrutinized more on what they do as far as interactions with with uh, you know they ain't saying getting off scot free no more. And I, in our mind, we still feel like it's a major injustice, but in just in their mind, the fact that it's even an issue and there's a chance that they might go to jail for shooting somebody, they are scared. Right. Mm. So now they yeah. like, I got to second guess every move I make because now it's open carry. This I tell this guy to step out of his car to give him a speeding ticket. He got his gun on him. I don't know if he's a criminal wanting to just shoot a police officer or if he's just some regular old Joe that's a speed that's speeding. Right. Mm. So it definitely, in in the sense, it definitely heightens the uh, it heightens the danger level. Uh, of the police officer in that regard, so yeah, I do, I, I do agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it definitely heightens that. Um, it's it's a, it's just interesting, man. I mean, I don't, I really don't know how it's gonna play out, man. I mean, on one on one end, I do understand why certain people will want to, you know, protect themselves, and you know, because you don't know people be shooting up shooting up buildings and just, you know, random people just come in with guns, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. they shooting up Walmarts and stuff like that. We don't, you know, you don't know what you're walking into. Well, and some same, people, yeah. And some people don't time. have time. And honestly, man, a lot of people, they might not have time to go get a license. Yeah. They might not have time to go sit in the class and be properly trained. They yeah. they just want to have the have that feeling and that ability to just know that if something happens, then I got this this piece of steel that I might not be trained to shoot. But if somebody tries to hurt me, then I'm gonna pull it out and shoot. Yeah. Even if I even if I hurt somebody else around me, yeah. they don't they don't care. You know what I'm saying? As long as yeah. they're protecting themselves. 
Yeah, and another thing is, is the now you have the the theory that they have about the, the good guy with the gun stops the bad guy with the gun. Just look at the yep. situation the other day where the guy was an active shooter in a mall somewhere, and the person carrying the gun legally takes out his weapon and shoots the active shooter, but the police pull up and they shoot the good guy, shoot the good guy and kill him. Right. Because I mean, so that's what the police is worried about. The police is worried about now more people out here carrying weapons and they don't know if it's a threat or if it's somebody that's trying to help and you know all the you know so they already trigger happy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I mean most most police officers, man, they're they're not they're not trained for that level of um danger. Most of the most of police officers in a in a lot of cases they be petrified, dog. They don't they don't know what's gonna happen one day to the next, man. You know what I'm saying? They put that suit on, they put that badge on, they they put on this facade that they know what know what's going on and they've been trained up properly, and they don't know, man. You can hear it in the way that they talk. You can you can tell in the way that they talk and interact interact with multiple police, and I can tell that some of them is as dumb as a bucket of shrimp. They don't know nothing, but they but they put on this facade like they really know something. Now, now I'm not saying all police are ignorant and they don't understand certain things and they they don't they're not you know they're not trained up. No, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. But there's a, a a lot of these officers that shoot innocent people. Or bitches. That's what I mean, and I mean like they bitches because they have not been in been trained properly, and they're bitches because they probably been a bitch their whole life, and now all of a sudden they got a badge in the gun, and they want to get a strike by trying to take somebody out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this all that's, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying this is synonymous for all police, but dudes in the department. The other cops in the department know who the bitch ass cops are. They know that these niggas is bitches, and they still letting them go out on the street to so called protect and serve. That's my problem. Like, get them motherfuckers out of here. But I don't want to get too far off a of track as as far as that with the uh, with the carry. But I'll say this, and and some of my point is that it's gonna be interesting, especially in Texas, dog. And we're gonna see if. You know, from September 1st all the way to September 1st, 20, um, 2022, we're going to see within a year if, and I want to come back to this conversation in a year, and I want to see if it's, uh, and Lord willing, we'll still be doing the podcast within a year, right? That'll be dope. But um, I want to see if though, if the rates, the crime rates or the murder rate or anything that's in Texas has spiked since the legalization of you know, you know, just the free open carry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I the man to be honest with you though, I think there's a lot of other uh, things that going to play into this this spike in violence. Not just the availability to carry the gun, but just a lot of other socio political stuff that we could be into forever. That that's causing this spike, and uh, you know, it's it's just going to be something that. I hope that we get some kind of solution. I right. feel like it's I feel like it's all being orchestrated so kind of, I, I mean, when I say orchestrated, nobody can make these people go out and commit crimes. But like if y'all remember a Phoenix Shakur said to Tupac, they gonna get they will give you food to destroy yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, there is a. I have a feeling that there is a, just the things that are going on in society, the things that are getting publicized, the things that are getting pushed out in social media that we're supposed to accept. There is a agenda to destroy or or give people reason or justification to do things because of, of things that are happening. Mm, right. Yeah. If you got to remember the the crime bill that our current president and Bill Clinton and several other Democrats wrote back in the 90s that mass incarcerated a lot of black people all, all right. spawned from that surge in violence during the crack era in the 80s. Basically, uh, over 700, 700, it was basically over close to 600,000 black men. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And it all spurred, and their justification was it was from the crime wave of the crack game in the 80s and the right. violence that spurred from it. But we all know how the crack game got started, where, where the supplies came from. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so man, it's just, uh, that's, all, that's a whole other wormhole to go down. Yeah, it, it all feels orchestrated to me. Yeah, when the new sneeze and the snowfall come on, we'll talk about that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, so we got two more topics. Which okay. one do y'all want to do first? We got Big Bill and we got Shakari. Which one do y'all want to talk about first? <laughs> Is it Shikari or is it Shakari? It's, it's Shikari. Her grandmother, her grandmother called it Shakari. So we I'm can't go off of grandmas. <laughs> we can't go off grandmas. Because my, my grandma called me Corey. <laughs> that ain't how you pronounce my name. But grandma is OG, so we're not going to correct grandma. Yeah, we're going to correct her. We're going to let her make it. Gra- my grandma called me Corey or Cole. <laughs> and that's what it is when she around. And, 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 and you're going to answer to it. Mm-hmm. So yes. we can't. So that's why I asked: Is it Shakari? Because we're not her grandmother. We need to pronounce yeah. her name the correct way. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's, that's why I said I Shakari. Think, yeah. yeah, I think it's Shakari. I don't know. I've never met her. So yeah, she's, yeah. But okay. um, so I'm on. Man, I, I got a real quick take on this. So a so if you don't mind, I'm gonna give my take first. I'm gonna turn it over to you. Okay, uh, go ahead. This yeah. young, this young sister is talented. Um. At the same time, I support her to the fullest. Uh, she's not the first person to make a mistake. Uh, she's young. I understand all of this stuff, but she didn't. She didn't let us down. Like we can't. We people say, well, you know, saying we can't not support her. I, no, we should definitely support her. But what black people have been saying, I say black people. I know we're not the only people that do this, but I'm. T- I feel like I'm talking to us. We family. I'm talking to us. We what we have to stop doing is justifying when we screw up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I she can't she I'm not talking about her because she came out and took full responsibility. I'm talking right. about the people that are getting on, making the post, trying to compare her to Michael Phelps. Trying to say that uh well she was targeted, this and that. Listen to me. She may have very well been targeted, but guess what? They told her the rules beforehand. Mm-hmm. We have to. Uh, they, if you, we already know that these folks are against us, and that these folks have put things in place to trap us. But they at least let us know what the trappings. They had to, but to make it fair, 
they had to at least let us know that, hey, we give you the guidelines. You can't do this. We have to hold her account- accountable because she still did it and she knew what the consequences were. Exactly. Now, that doesn't mean I don't sympathize with why she did it. I've never lost my mother, so I sympathize with this child. I'm not saying that's that's not that's something that'll make you smoke, but mm-hmm. at the same time, we can't get out and say that these folks did her a great injustice when she knew that she was breaking the rules. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like I, Denzel Washington made a statement. He says that we have made great strides in this country, and the we the way that we've done so is we've been excellent. Black people, we exhume excellence. So when we exude this excellence, we already know that the p- certain people are against us. You have to eliminate the ability for them to tell you no. Eliminate the no's. She had, she had a no. She knows that she's not supposed to smoke the marijuana. Eliminate that no. You know that that marijuana is going to keep you from going and getting that gold medal and getting the bag and getting everything that you deserve that you worked hard for. Eliminate that no. Don't smoke the weed. Right, mm-hmm. and um, Michael Phelps got three months, so we yeah, do not do treatment. We do not do that. I wish yeah. people would do their research before they start saying exactly, shit. bro. That's that's the when they post stuff like that, you discredit that's her because you make it look you you, you make it look, you know what I'm saying you make it just look dumb. Yeah. Right, and that's the thing. That's the thing, and unfortunately, in a lot of cases, black black people don't read. You know what I'm saying? They say you know um. You know, if you want to hide something from a nigga, put it in a book. You know, that's what's, what's a lot of things that's been said in the past or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, unfortunately, we hopefully we getting better and you know reading and stuff. But people just pay attention to the to the you know content. You know what I'm saying? They don't go and try to find the context behind why the why they're saying that this is what this is, and then mm-hmm. that's why. There's a disconnect, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that nobody understands. Um, so here's my take, man. And um, and honestly, I told I 100 percent agree with Corey. Um, in this situation, I feel like that uh she did publicly come out and uh explain her case. Uh she publicly came out and you know apologized and, and took full ownership. And I, I thought that was really big of her to do so. Mm-hmm. Um especially with so much that she has going on, you know, you know, with losing her mother and, you know, and dealing with, you know, family issues and, and all of these things that's just piled on her as a, as a 21 year old woman, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely a lot to deal with. Um, however, I will say that she put herself in a compromising position um, by smoking the marijuana, especially when it comes to the Olympics, um, you know, these rules and all those things have been set in place um, for decades. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody knows the rules. It's the same thing across the board. Um, do I think that if she was a white girl uh, running in the 100 meters and she got caught smoking weed, would she still be able to run? I don't know. But what I will say is, you know, because she is a sister, that you know, sometimes in these situations, they kind of like to make examples out of us in a sense to show, hey, you do this, you're going to end up like this one. You know what I'm saying? Just like they do, just like, you know, in slavery days when they used to do stuff and show, you know, these images of, hey, if you do this and you try to run away, this is what's going to happen to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to compare slavery to this, but what, what, what I will say is that um, 
she should have uh, put herself around a better group of people that was advising her do, during that time of, of grief. So during that time of grief, it should have been some people around her. Um, I don't know if she went by herself to get the weed or she was with other people to get the weed. Get the weed. Like nobody knows. But I feel like that there, there should have been somebody in her corner saying, hey, you know, we're going to do this this way. You don't need to be smoking this. You don't need to be indulging in this. Like, this is not what you need to be doing. And I think because she didn't have that, like, she just made a, you know, a, a, a kid decision. She's 21. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, she made a kid decision. You know, we all made bad decisions, bro. You know what I'm saying? Especially at 21, we ain't care about life like that, like the way we cherish life now. Like, we thought we'd live forever. Well, the you thing know what about saying? it is, when you make that decision, though, you got to be able to live with the consequences. And she's living with him. Yeah, she she's living with him. It's the, it's oh, the yeah, media. And my, and my main thing ain't even with her. It's the people that have came out and, and with all the... And basically just trying to judge. Yeah, I've heard stuff people saying that it's uh like legal, it's legal in the state that she was smoking in. So why is she getting penalized for smoking something that's legal in legal in the state? And that's just dumb because just because it's legal in the state that she's smoking in does has no correlation. But we not think we not dealing with what we think what we yeah we dealing with what she wants me to go better, she wants to be the world champion. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just, those two things have no correlation. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, you know, the being legal in this state and her smoking, you know, for the Olympics, whatever, smoking it, you know, with that stuff, like those two have no correlation at all. You can't even compare those. Just like the Michael Phelps, uh, her comparison, you can't compare that. Two totally different situations. I just wish, I just wish people would just think before they post. And think before they say certain stuff and actually read shit before they just come out and just say stuff, man, because it makes us look really bad as a culture overall. Um, I'll say this at, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Like, I wish her the best. Um, I think that, you know, they say that she's possibly going to be able to still run the four by 100. She's going to be able to run everything except the 100 just because of the way the dates fall. Because they, yeah. they suspended her in exactly one month. From the date of the uh, positive test, so the way the schedule is of the Olympics, the only event that she's going to miss is going to be the 100. She'll be back in time for the 200 and the four by 100 relay. Yeah, and the 100, and you, we all know the 100 is her sport, and that's like the big individual achievement where she's been getting her her shine on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's you know it's unfortunate, man. Like I wish that young lady the best. Um, I hope she finds uh. Her, you know, her feet again. Get around, get around some people that's gonna make sure that she's, you know. I'm not saying that she hasn't been making the right decisions, but when tragedy happens, she needs to be around the right people. Yeah, but they, they need to. They, I'm like, I'm like Mike. I'm like, uh, they need to keep Michael Phelps' name out their mind. He actually got a, he actually got a complaint for saying that she got off easy. Not only. <laughs> He lost. They took his. They took his pay. The uh, U.S. U.S. Track and Field didn't even take up pay. He lost his pay. I remember he had deals with Subway. He lost that. He lost endorsements. Like they banged on Michael Phelps. 
Nike. Yeah, they did for a while. They not dropping no kind of endorsement for her. So, mm-hmm. really, the only punishment she's getting is she's not going to win gold in the 100. Not any, which me and you had, which wasn't guaranteed anyway because a U.S. woman hadn't won the gold in the 100 in, in a, wait a minute. The damn Jamaican yeah. out there running on that stand, man. They, they, yeah, sure, man. They, they running on stand and, you know what I'm saying, and running everywhere, man. They run yeah. shit to go to the store two miles, a mile away and shit. So, yeah. it's just, you Jamaican know, so... That bro that have beat her speed in the in the the, the uh, qualification. Yeah, there's people that, that ran in like in, the Jamaicans ran faster times than her already. So it wasn't. Yeah, that's. I mean, Mommy Rocket, Mommy yeah. Rocket got the best time right now. She was gonna win it. I think it was gonna be a. She was gonna be our best bet to have a chance to win it. Yeah, yeah, she was gonna give, give us a, a good chance to possibly win it. But I and and like I was um. You know, I was speaking to somebody earlier and I was telling them, um, hey, I feel like that that she gives us she gave she could have gave us a good chance to win. Do I think she could have won with those other women? Uh I give her about 30, I give her about 40%, not even 50. You know what I'm saying? Be- and, and, and here's my and here's why I say that. And I'm not saying that to shit on her saying that it, she couldn't do some do something crazy and, and it just been um, you know, like a big feat for her, and she just crushes the competition. But those Jamaican women been doing this a long time, dog. And they and they real seasoned in this game, man. In that track and field game, they've been doing it for a long time. They, you know, they come out the blocks a lot, a lot smoother, and they they start off quicker. It's just it's just a little different, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like you ain't in college no more, shouty. Like you know what I'm saying? This the you know this grown women running, you know what I'm saying. So it's just it's just a tad bit different. So I feel like that she would have done great. I don't think she would have got a boot smoke. I think she probably would have got a medal. Do I think she would have got gold? It was gonna be a competitive race. I'm not saying yeah, yeah it's gonna be a competitive win. race. But I, I just I think she probably would have got bronze or silver. Saying that oh she got robbed because she's not gonna get the run. Well, she, right. first of all, second of all, it, it wasn't guaranteed. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It wasn't guaranteed. So, so I mean, so I guess we'll just have to wait a couple more years. To, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, see what she'll be. Uh, she'll be 24 then, or she no 25. Like four, four years, right? Yeah. So she'll yeah. be 25 before she can race in another uh, hundred meters. She come in the world games two years from now. She running in the world games. Yeah, she because technically the Olympics should have been last year. She should have been running last year when she was twenty. Right, so yeah, she's gonna be running in the world game. So yeah, that might be next year the world game. Then if they on time, huh? So they two years uh, after the yeah, it could be. They might push them back. Though. Yeah, right. All right, y'all know what time it is. Uh, let me start this one off with uh. National Eat Your Jello Day is July twelfth coming up soon. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, Bill Cosby was just released. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm <laughs> Still Bill. Goddamn. Go ahead. Still Bill. Uh, I think, it, you know, um, 
It's interesting, man. I think that Bill, uh, I still, I feel like Bill innocent, bro. Like, um, I feel like he's been innocent this whole entire time. I think there was some underlining stuff that we don't know about as a whole to why they kept him for what three and a half, four years. He's been locked up. I know um, why. Well, I know why he did the three years because for one, they went to him probably. Well, he didn't even do a whole three years, but they went to him about four, five months ago and tried to get him to and tried to get him to go ahead and parole and go home. But in return, yeah. he would have had to uh, register. The, like he would have had to like take us take a class and yeah, basically nice. register the sex offender. And he told him to hell yeah. with that. He wasn't doing it. So mm-hmm. when somebody's got that much conviction that they're standing on, that right there let me know that in his mind, he did not commit a crime. Now, I don't like using the word innocent when talking to police about this situation with Bill. I ain't going to say he was innocent. I'm going to say I don't think he committed a crime. Yeah, that part. Because he offered. And that's what people are not saying enough. They still talking about he drugged these women or da-da-da-da-da. No, he no. offered. They and that's what they got on documentation. And see, they 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 got Bill with a loaded question that he obviously answered without his lawyer. Because me, not even being a lawyer, but if I had been there, I would have told Bill not to answer this. They asked him on uh, about the one that he got convicted on. Did you give her the drugs with the intentions of having sex? Of course, he said yes. Because the plan was that she was going to come there they was going to take the pills together and have sex. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nothing that he was planning on doing anything underhanded or anything that she wasn't aware of. But they, the way they asked the question. So when they asked him, you know, they record this stuff when they ask you this shit too. Mm-hmm. So when they asked him, asked him that, in his mind, he's thinking, I didn't do nothing wrong. Yes, I... Yes, we had these quaaludes. We was gonna take them and we was gonna get our freak on. Right. So, but when it comes to court and they replay it, Mr. Cosby, did you give this woman these pills with the intentions of having sex with her? Yes, I did. Okay, he's guilty. He just admitted it. That's that's the way. But they that's play. not no, but time, man. Because um, there's a that's 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 not guilt. That's not a mission of guilt. That's that's no, a mission of guilt. But hold you on, gotta think of how the courtroom plays out, bro. When they present that to the jury. No, see okay. what happened is that we talked about we talked about this a little bit the other day um what in 2005 bill gave the bill told what happened he said he offered her some 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 whatever and she took him and then they had relations or whatever okay yeah he but the reason that he gave that statement was because the da was going to drop he dropped the criminal charges the original the the original prosecutor the original yeah. prosecutor was said that he was going to drop the prison car, the criminal charges, which he did, and they took him to civil court, where yeah. he told what happened with him. Okay, yeah. so then they brought the suit back up. So he told, thinking that that there was no reason for him not to take. He was not yeah. going to have criminal charges pressed against. He him. He also signed that's an agreement of immunity to not be charged. That's what got him off. Yeah. And that's the yeah that's that yeah yeah that's the same thing that's what I'm talking about. Yes, he yes. um he didn't think that he would be facing criminal charges, which he should have never been facing criminal yep. charges, which is why he is free now. Yep, correct, exactly. Mm-hmm. Basically, because the court the court can't go against their own word. 
they can't offer you a deal, you take the deal, and then they come back three, four years later, five years or how many years later, and then say, well, you know what, we changed our mind, we prosecuting you. And, you know, that's not fair. That's not a fair trial. They yeah, created double jeopardy for themselves. They did. Yeah, they, but yeah, they basically, yeah, pretty much created double jeopardy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with all of that. And um, and and you know, and you and everybody has their opinion about this man. And then it's like you know, and even the lady uh came out and said uh she basically concocted the statement saying that she was drugged and raped by Bill Cosby and this was what in like 2018 you know what I'm saying and it was uh it was on the ABC News article or something like that um so it was a bunch of stuff that was being and lies that were being thrown around and it's just like man y'all basically has tarnished this man's legacy um, basically put him in a position to where um, you know he can't yep. you, you know, got Alton working that god dang Whole Foods cause he ain't getting residuals cause of this shit yeah. <laughs> he's a you know and Bill what how old is Bill right now he Bill, like 80 83 I mean come on but this, Billy, like, like, this, this go back to what we were just talking about in the, with Shakari man Bill is not Guilty of a crime, Bill guilty of being stupid as hell, and Bill should not. Man, bro, you got to understand. You are you one of the icons for us. You one of our icons. You one of our people that we up that we put up there and be like, man, we don't care what y'all say about black folks. Look at Doctor Bill Cosby, right? And you put yourself in a position where these motherfuckers could compromise you. Fucking with the white whores. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not Boy, but, back, but back then, but back then, <laughs> but time out, hold on. But back then, bro, that was a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a that was normal. We shit. Know, right? We know it was, it's man. 30, 30, 40 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I understand. I understand the position he was in. I understand. Yeah, 30, 40 years old. He I mean, he was the the face of everything. You it's 30, 40 years. 30, Man, 40 you years get, ago. You get he, great power and you come, great responsibility come with that. Yeah, I know. Great power comes mm-hmm. with, great power comes with great responsibility. I totally get that. But what Bill, I'm saying is, 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 so is that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolute. Yep. Yes, sir. But I'm saying what I'm saying is that regardless right. if those that situation transpired, and yeah, he did do stuff and, and step up. And, and all of that is wrong. <laughs> nah, I thought it's wrong. He shouldn't have did that. He should have went home and all of that stuff. And but yeah, you know, but back then that's what they was doing. They was having sex, taking quaylos, and and going going on about their business. Why the woman came out after thirty or forty years? I mean, people say that she was paid off. They say all of these different things, but it's like. I mean, I just don't understand why you would be silent for that long and then come out and try to make a public statement. All I got to say, if he could go back and do it all over, was that few minutes of fun or whatever he had messing with these whores and them quite lose. See, y'all, what happened was 
he was supposed to give her that spot that Marissa Tomei had on the Cosby show, and he didn't, and that's why she was like, well, fuck that nigga, I'm going to go tell it. That's what happened. My bad. Mm, I see. It all makes sense now. It makes sense now. Damn, man. You, you know, you always be clearing shit up, bro. Yeah, that's my job, dog. I know it, man. <laughs> that's why we. That's why you the host, nigga. Got you, you know. I come through in the clutch, man. But now, uh, but my thing, I mean, it's, it's good to see that he is free. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm glad he's free. That he's home yeah. with his, that he's home with mm-hmm. his family. Uh, that you know, even though his his mistakes and the things that he said to basically incriminate himself to a certain extent, um, didn't put him in there for life. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, and we got you know we got one of our icons. We got one of our legends. We got one of our icons. We got one of our legends back, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so, yeah, a one month sentence at 83 could be a life sentence. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, you know, I, I champion that man. You know, and I, and I, you know, and I made a post about it. You know, saying the stuff. Do y'all really think that he was uh, on the verge of buying NBC? What What's the validity of that? Do y'all think that's that's true in any any way? Um, he wound up in prison over some bullshit. So yeah, I think it's true. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, they, they were saying that that might have some correlation that between is, it as well. That type of shit happens in real life. Powerful people are very, very dirty. That nigga wound up in prison, and we sitting there talking about whether or not he was trying to buy that. And he wound up in prison for some shit that he was not supposed to wind up in prison for. Mm. Yeah, I think. I don't think he was about to buy that bitch for real. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it seems like every time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, minority individual is in a position of power and they have gained great success in society and put in a position to buy something that's that's not normally owned by us or has never been owned by us and you got this person that has this clout, has these connections, has this ability to buy this, just like when Michael Jackson was basically on the verge of buying Sony. And he owned the Beatles masters. You know what I'm saying? Like all of these different things. Next thing you know. How long did Michael own those Beatles masters? Because he didn't like he just had bought them. No, he bought them. He bought them. uh, He bought them right after Thriller popped off. Yeah, so yeah. it's like he had owned them for a long time. If they was gonna kill him because of that, they'd have been done killed. No, no. What I'm saying is that they wanted. No, those when guys. he went to buy Sony, that's when yeah. he got the when Michael was about to buy Sony out. That's yeah, that's what he got to mess with, uh, you know, what I'm saying on uncharted ground there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, but I just I just threw that Beatles Beatles thing out there just just for additional of value. But basically, it's really just centered around like what happened with Sonny. You know what I'm saying? But you know, just throwing the Beatles thing out there, you know, like you know, cool. I mean, Beatles is considered the greatest white group in. You know, not We're not gonna get on here and call the Beatles the greatest. Anything? No offense to them. They no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. To, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about to our Caucasian or our, you know white counterparts. He they that's considered one of the greatest groups. Period. I'm not saying to black people, but I'm just saying in their eyes, that's how they look at it. And then you have a black man that owns this, and anytime they play a Beatles song on the radio or they play. At you know commercials or like he gets that money, come on man, you know that's a big deal. 
So yeah. But I, I think it's I think it's but like I said, man, I think it's that the Bill is home. Um I think it's cool that he's you know back with his family. Um, you know, now you know he's eighty some years old. He can probably just rest, man, until you know, you know, God takes him off this earth. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of just really chill. Really, yeah. nothing else. I mean, he done done everything that he can do. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing else for him to accomplish, man. They need to put the Cosby Show back on the air. I don't know if I said that earlier, but they need the to Cosby know. Show is on the air. I'll be watching it on TV One. Oh well, damn, that's my bad. I don't be watching TV like that. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to catch TV One, dog. You want to catch the Cosby Show? I mean, you can get the Cosby Show on Amazon Prime. You know what I'm saying? All the seasons. Oh, okay. Look at Kyle still getting money. We ain't worried about that. Take back what I said about Elton or Alton or whatever his name is. Yeah, man. So, um, but I guess I guess final thoughts about everything and and as a whole, man. I mean, unless we're gonna do a recap or you know, is everything cool? Uh, did we touch on all of the topics that you wanted to talk about? Is there anything we left off for the week? Anything happened this week that we need to address? Uh, no, I think we got it all in. Yeah. But yeah, with that being said, Corey, you can uh you can wrap it up for us if you'd like, sir. No. Anybody got anything to talk about before we leave? You know what I'm saying? I feel like uh in closing. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff went on this week. I feel like we had some really good conversation, some long overdue conversation about some things that really need to be talked about. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I hope everybody enjoyed, uh, has some thought-provoking. Uh, like my man say, we're here to inform and entertain. I hope you had everybody was informed of something, and I hope they was entertained. And uh, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a... Uh, I do what we do next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Make this shit happen again, and you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm sure to be some other good topics sure. to bring up and talk about. Right, right, right. And um, you know, I thought that everything was dope. You know, we definitely hit on all the topics we need to talk about. We all have our own type of insight on our opinions on how we look at things. You know, I think that makes us different. It's just diverse in a certain way, and you know, and like you said, it's these conversations long overdue. Man. Long overdue podcast. I titled this episode before I uh, post it on the social media networks and things, or wherever I'm gonna post it at. We will see y'all next week. All right, man. I'll be cool, bro. Later. Give me a hand.